When in trouble or in doubt, there's no one to help you. You're all alone. Welcome to Worrying Bugs. Hey, can we uh, turn Merlin up? Hey, that's a bell. I don't have a bell. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> okay, so uh, Zach and I aren't available this week, but we want to give you your podcast anyway. So we recorded this ahead of time. So the challenge this week is that we're going to try and imitate a whole bunch of other podcasts that we listen to and little fun bursts because we enjoy it. All right. And uh, no peanut butter this week, all right? All right. Can, hey, can you hear me? Uh, I had breakfast this morning. <laughs> so I was on the bus this week. You tracking? You following? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. I went, I went to an event. It doesn't matter what the event was, but I went to an event this week. And I had to take the bus to get there. Is this a is this a city bus or is it more like a Greyhound kind of thing? Oh yeah, no, this is uh, this is the city bus, the wonderful MTA service here. Um, not one of your trolleys that you have over there, but this is you just hop on it, takes you where you want to go. City bus, um, right, right, all right. So I hopped on it. It took me where I wanted to go. Google is great. They told me precisely what to do, and then the bus told me what to do once I was on it. Wow. Yeah. Wow instructions are always helpful there's the voice the whatever the pleasing lady that they have there to be like she's there to just soothe you with her voice um on the bus mm, yeah uh the the lovely the lovely lady tells me that it's time to get off and get onto the 15 um so i so i make my transfer i get where i want to go i i go to the event the event happens it was fine it was not what i expected but it was fine it was a fine event i'm ready to leave and i look on my phone and google again it's telling me what to do so Google, in this instance, it said, hey, your, your bus to get back home is going to come in like, <coughs> uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come in like three minutes, so you need to run to the bus stop right now, or you're going to miss your bus, and it's going to be a half hour, and it's just going to be a whole hassle, and I didn't want to deal with that, so. And you're not much of a runner, Zach. Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> run if I can do anything to avoid it, so I figured I would, I would leisurely make my way over to the bus stop, and if the bus was there, I would meet it, and that would be good. So I get to this bus stop. It's for the, the 50 line. Good old 5-0. And so I'm waiting at this bus stop for, or no, it's not the 50. It's the 52. This is where the story gets confusing. I'm, I'm waiting at the 52 stop for my bus, which is going to come in three minutes or so. And I see a bus come along. So I get all my, I get my, my little tap card out so I can pay. They got, it's the, the future now. So you can just pay by tapping this little card on the thing. Woo, future. You don't need your... Yeah, you don't need your change or anything. So, and I was ready, and then I looked closer. I'm blind, so I finally could see, and it said 50 on it. And I was like, not 52. So I put my tap card back in my pocket, and then the 50 stopped at my stop. The 52, t- f- uh, 52 stop. It's not like a... Yeah, no, the, so, so there was a 52 stop, or sorry, there was a 50 stop, but it was like a block away. I had, I had seen it and I had been like, hey, that's my stop. And then I looked at the number and it was a 50 stop. So I knew that the 50 ran along this route, 
but I also knew that it wasn't my stop. This isn't the bus that I want. So the bus driver pulls up, opens up the door. I stand there frozen in shock because I'm not (laughs) sure what's happening. This is... They're not supposed to do that. Yeah. It's breaking the pattern. This is glitching the matrix. Right. So what had been happening before was Google had just been telling me, hey, this is what you want. You want to get out to this stop and you want to just wait for your bus and then I'll tell you when you want to get off the bus or maybe the kind lady with a nice voice will. Either way, this was off the Google script. There was no kind lady with a nice voice telling me what to do. Just this bus driver who, who leaned, <laughs> leaned over from the seat of his 50 bus and said, I can take you to whatever cross street. I'm going to say chrysanthemum. That's really not what's supposed to happen. And I'm so confused. This is so far from what the script is, but I, I got on the bus because what am I going to do? Am I just going to snub this bus driver who pulled over to talk to me specifically? No, you can't. I just wanted to listen to my podcasts and let Google tell me what to do until the nice lady could take over. Zach, that bus driver owns you now. They stopped for you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You have to do whatever they say. Yeah. You owe them a life debt. It's, it's a life debt thing. Yeah. Uh, but, but the thing is, he made my life worse by shifting me off of my, my Google schedule. That the Google was just telling me what to do. I get on the bus. I don't know what's going on. I go to sit down and the bus is empty. There's no one else on this bus. It's just me and this bus driver. And I'm like, this is somebody starts telling this story. And then the, the way the story ends, you end up in a ditch. When you hear the story, the story ends with me in a ditch or the bus not being in one piece. Back of a police car with a bag over your head. That too. Right. Yeah. I have I, a lot of my stories end up with a, uh, being in the back of a police car with a bag over my head. And I'm so confused. And then we get up and we pass by a 50 stop and there's a guy standing there and we just breeze right past it. Oh my gosh. And I'm so lost at this point. And so the guy shouts back. You definitely got kidnapped. Like, hey, we're almost a chrysanthemum or whatever. Do you want to get off here? And I'm so confused. And I'm like, I just want to get, I just want to get home. I want to get to the green line. And the guy's like, okay. And then we go to chrysanthemum. And we turn right on Chrysanthemum and we keep driving. Oh, you're definitely getting kidnapped. And he says something about the station. And we're moving. And then we're in like a little residential street. It's like not this main thoroughfare anymore. It's just some little residential street. And we pass by a BP. And he reaches up to fiddle with something on the top of his bus. And we're in the wrong lane now. And he swerves real hard to get back into the right lane. And he fiddles with whatever in his bus. And I'm still standing up at the front because I couldn't hear when he shouted back what like, hey, we're at Chrysanthemum. So I got up to the front and he says, dude, you can just go sit down. It's fine. Relax. And I'm like, don't tell me to relax. This is not a time for relaxing. (laughs) No, No, you're going to end up with a bag over your head if you relax. Right. Right. That's what happens when you relax. I've been in this situation before. I've heard these stories. You cannot relax. I've watched this for you. I know what happens. Whatever. Like, what do I have to lose at this point? I'm already on this guy's bus. (laughs) This 50 that should not have caught me. So I, I sit down in, in like one of the front seats. I'm still very much high key, but like, let's let this guy think that I'm relaxed. I'm sitting down. I'm relaxed. And we keep moving and we just progress. And I, I'm like, okay, I guess let's make the most of it. I'm in this new neighborhood that I never expected to be in because this isn't the 52. So what's going on? Um, I, get, I get to see some of the scenery. There's like a, a, a pet shop. Yeah. What time of day is this? 4 30 or so okay so it's like the sun was just on the horizon 
Yeah, right, right. And we keep moving and keep moving. And eventually I recognize like one of the corners or something. Like I was here when I was on my way down. So we must be close to the right place. And then he says something about the station again. And then he points over like three blocks ahead of us and says, you want to wait for the green? This is a great place to do it. And we pull up and this dude drops me off and I say, thank you. And then he heads away. Wow. And so what I, what I think happened is this guy was done with his shift. Right. And he was just taking the bus back and he saw me, a cold dude, standing in the corner of, it was like, it was an interchange for the highway that they had this bus stop on. It was the worst thing. So he, he just picked me up and dropped me off where I needed to go. And so I got an express route. It's like they talk about Uber being this, this great thing that it just takes you from one spot to the other and you mm-hmm. don't have to deal with any of the other people. And I got that, but it was with a whole bus, which cannot be fuel efficient. And, and the, the punchline of this whole thing is that I ended up at the, the stop waiting for the green and I got home at the same time as I would because the green only comes every half hour. So the, the 20 minutes he shaved off my trip <laughs> didn't do anything. So anyway, the moral of the story is if a man leans out of his door and says to not trust Google, you should trust Google because you'll be warmer for longer. What's up, you cool babies? Hi, and welcome to My Brother, My Brother, and Me, an advice show for the modern era. I am your uh, slightly older brother, Zach. (laughs) And I'm your uh, sweet baby brother and 30 under 30 media illuminary. I have a question for you. What's your question? I am stuck in Australia and spend all my time dreaming about other countries. Do you feel sorry for me? Uh, yeah, I do feel sorry for you because I'm sure you had to type this while frantically running away from a pack of angry kangaroos. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I've, I've been to Australia in, in my many journeys around the world and I myself was attacked by a kangaroo. What'd you do to it? Well, it's not a, when you're attacked by a kangaroo, it's not a question of what you did to the kangaroo. It's a question of what the kangaroo did to you. Oh, of course, of course. And the answer is, I was terribly mutilated. The kangaroo did some, some bad stuff to me, and I, I was not, not doing well after that. Uh, luckily, Australia has some of the best plastic surgeons in the nation. Right. Uh, I've heard that about uh, Australia. And that's why I think most people should go to Australia just to um, be mutilated by a pack of kangaroos and have an excuse to get some plastic surgery done. Were there any um, features that you got improved on your second chance at appearance? Oh, um, yeah, my shoulders. I always felt very self-conscious about my shoulders. So I don't know. Okay, that feels wrong for the McElroy brothers. They're so positive always. They wouldn't want to disappoint people who are actually sad about their shoulders they wouldn't want to do that to them 
<laughs> I have I have an admission to make. I don't feel good about this segment that we're doing right here. It feels bad in my stomach. I feel bad about this segment. And I think we should move on to another question because I don't want to make fun of this poor person who is stuck in Australia and dreaming of other countries because that's a challenge. And I do feel sorry for them. And also, I bet they have wonderful shoulders. Do you have a Yahoo for me? I, I do. I have a Yahoo for you. My dog keeps licking my feet. What does that mean? My dog keeps licking my feet. Well, I guess my advice to you is that dogs are people. If, they're li- if it's licking your feet, you have to assume that it knows what it's doing. And you just say, okay, what would that mean if I was licking someone's foot? I hear you. You let the dog lick your foot. And also you, you do some meditation. You do some meditation on what foot licking is about. Yeah. Okay, now here's my, my catch with this. A lot of people, when they're licking feet, it's four things that I would not want my dog to be thinking about me in the context of. Well, uh, that's not really up to you, is it? I guess not. Yeah, that's, it's desires. That dog, that dog has desires, and I support the dog in its desires. But I'm, I'm real uncomfortable. I've got a little pooch at home. And, and I don't want to think about what she's thinking about when she's licking my feet. Well, then maybe plug in a podcast or something. I mean, the, the, we're, okay, we're venturing away from the question at hand, which is what does it mean? Right. Like, right. Okay, what, yep. It's not what the dog is thinking about, but what does it mean? Mm. What's the meaning? Mm. I think it means your dog is very hungry and it sees toes as a viable food source. Well, it's doing a terrible job because I still have toes. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think maybe your dog is just very hungry and so it doesn't have the energy to be, to be chomping those toes, you know? It wants to chomp some toes, but it doesn't have the energy to because you got to feed your dog, man. What does that mean? Your dog needs food. What does it mean for the dog to need food? Your dog, like dogs, dogs got to eat food. Just like, you know, you were saying you need to eat food. When was I saying that? Uh, well, you were saying that do- dogs are like people. Dogs are people. Right. And so if you need food, the dog needs food. But what does it mean? What's the meaning, Zach? These are just things that happen. What's the right. meaning behind them? Right. Okay. I see. The, big, the bigger meaning. The biggest meaning. Of your dog licking your toes. So you're saying the dog is secretly an angel. You got an angel dog there, and it's well, sent of course there. the dog's an angel. That's that's uh, and your angel dog is there down. It's down here on Earth to protect you from the demons that live within. Like um, fungus. The yeah. dog's licking away the fungus. Yeah, the fungus ev- demons. The fungus demons. A lo- okay, a lot of people don't know this, but demons actually the most common way that they express themselves is as a fungus to start with, which is why if you. If you see fungus, you got to worry because otherwise it'll be like the exorcism girl. And you don't want your dog to see that. Your dog doesn't want to see that. You don't want to see. Right. You don't want to put that upon your dog. So your angel dog is here to protect you from the fungus demons. And that's the meaning. Next question. Next question. We solved it. I'm hoping that maybe you have a Yahoo. Yeah. Yeah. I got a Yahoo. Yeah. Got a Yahoo. My son was I want to munch Squad I want too much Squad
All right, so we got a, a Munch Squad uh, missive coming in, Munch Squad. Okay, so here in, in food news, I've got some news to share with you. Kentucky Fried Chicken, or as they're actually legally known now because they don't want to be associated only with chicken, KFC, they've added chicken and waffles to the menu. Chicken and waffles. Now, are, is that one dish or two dishes served together? That's, oh, oh, I see where you're going. I think that's just one dish. That's just the one chicken and waffle dish. You say it all. If you say it fast enough, it's just one dish. Chicken and waffle. Chicken and waffle. Uh, This new limited edition offering starts with crispy fried chicken topped with Mrs. Butterworth's maple flavored syrup between two Belgian liege style waffles. Okay, now say that as fast as possible to make it one dish. Okay, so it's uh, that is some crispy... Oh, man, this is a tongue twister. You have set me up here with saying a very fast tongue twister. And I'm going to crispy fried chicken topped with Miss Butterworth's flavor. No, because it's, it's maple flavored <laughs> syrup, which my mouth does not want to say because that's gross as a concept, even though it's tasty in my mouth. Uh, Bob Doss, the KFC head chef, has announced that they had the chicken part covered. Uh, however, they did go through 15 different variations before landing on their unique Belgian liege-style waffle, which is sweeter and doughier than American waffles. The two, How do they know that's the best waffle, though? Uh, they did like, 15 whole variations and tests. They, but, like, 15. There's got to be more than 15 styles of waffles. There's at least 20 waffles. Can you enumerate to me what those waffles are? I probably could. There's your Belgian waffles. Okay. You got your toaster waffles. Mm-hmm. You got your... Toaster waffles uh, in a square. Toaster waffles in the circle shape. You got your toaster okay, waffles in the... What about... So are, are ragged edges... Would a waffle with ragged edges be a different waffle than a waffle with round edges? Like if maybe you didn't pour enough batter in, and now you would be upset, except you like the ragged edges. You don't want it to be a perfect circle. You want nice it and crispy. to like, not be quite so much batter. Is that a different waffle than a round waffle of course it is it is obviously you got your waffle fries what am i at like six now i do not think waffle fries count as waffles why not you have said something there and i think that what you have said there is a not true thing are waffle are are, uh, potato pancakes pancakes yes then waffle fries are waffles Mm, i'll let you get away with this one I am still the food expert because I am the, the one who brought Munch Squad to us, but... I'm a media illuminary. I know what the people like. And it's waffle fries as waffles. I suppose. I suppose so. Uh, but anyway, these waffles and chicken, all together, the chicken waffles, are only going to be here until December 31st. So, uh, you know, if it's after December 31st, sorry. And if it's... Uh, before December 31st, go out and get some. Because they're tasty, presumably. Because they did studies. This is a haunted doll watch. This one is extremely haunted doll! Exclamation point, exclamation point. Extremely, extreme spiritual activity, exclamation point. Ooh. Four people are viewing this per hour. Get it now. Does she have a name? I'll read you the description. Yes, please. This doll was originally bought for my own display use. Due to her gorgeous blue eyes and overwhelming beauty, I was extremely taken by her. She was bought from a flea market that I used to 
frequent with my father before his passing. Ever since buying her, she's been an amazing addition to my home, except for the uneasy feeling I get whenever I enter a room she's currently displayed in. Not too long after bringing her home, I started hearing noises, footsteps creeping up the stairs when no one is home. Sometimes I swear I hear my spouse calling me just to realize he's outside outside the home or even not in or near the same location as the sounds comma i've seen shadows late at night when coming home from work comma brings me too much anxiety and after having her for so long i'm finally ready to part ways when i first got her i gave her the name rachel she's got a name she's got a name i felt that was pretty enough for such a beautiful doll please comma give this doll to a good home and cherish her the way i do Warning, I am warning you because, this is all in caps, warning, I am warning you because before making this purchase that this doll has a very uneasy energy around her and is more than likely haunted. This doll may not be suitable for people with severe anxiety, exclamation point, exclamation point. Disclaimer, eBay states that all paranormal products must be sold for curio, curio purposes. C-U-R-I-O. Curio. For curio purposes only. Therefore, I am not her. I am not, nor is eBay responsible for what she does and does not happen upon purchasing this, quote, doll, unquote. Mmm. The quotes there. They suggest that it's not actually a doll. Right. My bigger question for, um, for this poster, does, does the poster have a name? Yes, hold on. Uh, I have to figure out how they split up the words. Occult Spiritual Oddities. Ah, okay. So, Occult Spiritual Oddities was walking around at this flea market and saw this doll and was in a space with this doll and felt the uneasy energy of this doll and then picked up the doll and said, This one. Well, yeah, she had gorgeous blue eyes and overwhelming beauty. She was extremely taken with her. Right, okay, so the, the beauty overwhelmed... Mm, I see, I understand. I understand the, the importance of the beauty of a doll's eyes. Um, looking at this doll, they are indeed uh, beautiful eyes. I would more call them a gray, though, more than a blue. Gray. That's, that's the trouble with eBay, is you, you don't actually know mm-hmm. what you're going to get. You can never be sure. You might order some, some blue-eyed dolls, and they come through in their gray-eyed dolls, and you just got to gotta grin and bear it because of eBay's, eBay's policies. But Zach, I can't, I can't be... I just can't be taken with a doll with gray eyes. You can't. Okay. I don't think I can. Like, I... The, the, yeah, I... It says I see that, that uh, they were extremely taken with her. And I hmm. just want to be taken with this doll. But you can't. But I can't. This doll is not taking you anywhere with her eyes. Her eyes are staying in one location, and they're not taking themselves or you anywhere. <laughs> and so those eyes are not taken, and you are not taken with them. I understand. I think that's a real struggle, because I, just looking over... Zero out of five stars. Looking over right now, I can see those gray eyes, and I am taken. That's the only word for it. I am taken by this doll's gray eyes. And, wow, they just are stunning. I Zach has been taken to 
uh, a headspace in which he will continually compliment the doll until we stop him. Right, yeah, these are some good doll eyes. Uh, what's this? Do we do, as a show, do we do a uh, ask questions or yeah, something? Yeah, and we also get money. All right, let's take it to the money zone. I don't remember what the music is like. All right, so we've got a sponsor, and it's us, and it's you, the listeners. So if you want to go onto the Patreon, you can support our Patreon efforts. And also, we've got a Jumbotron. So here we go. This is Turtle Muncher sent in a Jumbotron. Hey, monkey, love the shoes. I paid a relatively large amount of money to say that. You're a cool person. Not going to say any more than that on a public announcement. That'd be a little weird. Really, the shoes are great. Turtle Muncher. Oh, shoot, look at that. That one was scheduled for 2012. My bad. It uh, it got shuffled under my giant replica Mayan calendar, and I lost it. And we just found it again, because I was cleaning up the clutter and got rid of that giant replica Mayan calendar. And I was like, hey, this, this Jumbotron, I found this Jumbotron and I figured that we would read it because, you know, better late than never is what our Nana always said. Do you want to do one more Yahoo? Yeah, yeah, I got a Yahoo for him. To take us out. The, the last Yahoo. Is there a human being without any problem? Is there a human being without any problem? <laughs> It's a very good question. Right. And I've been, and this has been my, my brother, my brother, and me, or something like that. I've been Zach. And I've been Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. So I was contacted by a listener recently, uh, and they manufacture metal hot stoppers. So in the mail right now, we have some metal HI hot stoppers with the nail in gear emblazoned on the top. And I know what you're saying. These don't really, that's not the point of hot stoppers, is it? It's definitely not what hot stoppers are for. But it's cool, right? Like just, just the, if you look at it, the, the, the shininess, the, the metallicness, the fact that it lasts longer. Plastic is just so. Uh, I think plastic lasts for a very long time. It's a huge problem, actually. Right, but the 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 idea of it lasts longer. The, if it's metal, it's made to go up on a shelf somewhere. The plastic, it's going to wear or melt or lose its color or lose its shape. Right. So this is a decoration. I mean, it could be useful. It's a hot stopper shape. Okay, but it has the same issue as a metal straw. Yeah. Which is that I don't want to be carrying around this metal hot stopper. I don't want to have to clean this metal hot stopper when I have these perfectly good disposable hot stoppers. The same could be said for any of our plastic hot stoppers. Yeah, but I... <laughs> Wait, what? The plastic HI hot stoppers that we drop? Yeah, no, I, I'm just saying that we... <laughs> I'm just saying that uh, these are, this is not a useful item. More so than a plastic one. I think if the HI hot stoppers are already going to be items in high regard, that we might as well make one that's built to last. Where does this end, though, Zach? Are we going to be making gold hot stoppers with diamonds in the top? Yes, diamond encrusted hot stoppers. 
That's my next project. It's on the list. I've got a couple contacts, but I it's it's still in the works, so I can't make any promises. But we'll cut that out to uh, not get everyone too excited about it. An- another note on hot stoppers, if I may. The coffee shop near me now. I'm going to to name them, uh, so they will feel the burn of the the HI power. Has decided that little stickers serve as a replacement for hot stoppers. That you can take this little sticker and slap it on the already steaming, already wet lid of your coffee mug, and it serves the same purpose, the same reusability, the same you know you can pull a hot stopper in and out. And the sticker it just does not work. Does the coffee shop near you do that? Uh, well, you know I. I have a route of Starbucks's, and every couple months I'll switch. Right. So, in general, no. I will... The, the Starbucks has their standard hot stopper, and so far I've not had to deal with this, but I can feel myself getting upset about this, because if you're going to have a disposable thing to stop the hot, it should at least be a good thing. To stop the hot like if you turned a coffee cup upside down is the sticker going to stop it from getting out if it's get, if it gets jostled it's going to get wet from the coffee and it's right. gonna just the sticker part is going to get not sticky right yeah that's my problem right so what coffee shop is making this egregious egregious error right so i'm gonna name and shame them bring the full force down upon them the stone creek coffee in my area Stone Creek Coffee. Why do you want to burn me? Why do you want to burn children? Right. Stone Creek Coffee. Why? Hi, and welcome to Dear Zach and <laughs> Or as I like to think of it, and Hank. It's a comedy podcast about death, where we answer your questions and bring you the latest news from Mars and AFC Wimbledon. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I have some good news for us. You have some good news. I've got a dad joke, so... Uh, my good news is that there are some belugas that have become the residents of the world's first retirement home for ocean animals that were in show business. Wow! That is some very good news. But just like everyone else in retirement homes... And not in retirement homes. These belugas will die. Right, yeah. The, the good news section. My dad joke is, do you know why elephants paint their toenails red? Mm, why? So they can hide in cherry trees. You're, you're looking very disappointed. Uh, almost like you don't believe me. But I ask you, have you ever seen an elephant in the cherry tree? I can't say I have. That's because it's working. Wow. I wish that wasn't uh, as funny as it was. <laughs> uh, should we answer some advice, Zach? Yes, let's get to the advice. Listener Ryan writes, Dear Zach, I spend a lot of time in the dining hall on my campus, and I'm always hesitant to move too quickly towards the checkout station because I don't want people to think that I'm cutting in line. How far does someone have to be from the back of the line to make it not rude to get in line in front of them? Pumpkins and penguins, Ryan. Okay, Ryan, here's the solution. Simply, get behind everyone in the dining hall. Go towards Mm. the start, if it's in a line. Go towards the start, and just, as people come in to the dining hall, get behind them. Make sure you're never rude to anyone. Ever. Even the inkling of it. Yes, okay, so my question is, what if two people are facing each other? 
who do you get behind? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Who's, who's behind are you getting? Hmm. Behind. Alternative solution. Don't eat. Die. It won't be rude. Should we move on to the, Mar- the news from Mars and AFC Wimbledon? <laughs> yes, let's. All right. So this week on Mars, uh, there were a lot of rocks. Um, NASA released a report and they said, holy wow, there's a, a lot of rocks on Mars. So we've got that to look forward to once we get up there uh, in, in 2024, when we get up onto Mars, we can look at all of the rocks that they have uh, because the NASA is very excited about the, the large amount of rocks. And this is exciting because a good number of rocks is good for uh, the Martian ecosystem, which is good for us all once we get up there to Mars. Doesn't an ecosystem require, I don't know, life? I think an ecosystem can be can consist entirely of extremophiles and rocks. Apparently, I mean rocks are a contributor. Learn something new every day. I have some news from AFC Wimbledon, which is that uh, they lost their last game. They lost it zero to one against the one team that everyone hates. Of course. What did we learn today, Zach? Uh, well, we learned that it's it's so hard to I- imitate people. And that's a big challenge. We learned that lines are complicated and confusing. And we learned that Monkey has cool shoes. Oh, if you want to reach us, you can Twitter us all, or you can email podcast at qi.com.